Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is your host, Tim Birch, and continuing with our Women's History Month and concentrating on our women in surveying, uh, we have a wonderful guest for you this week. Um, I've, got, I've gotten to know this, this lady the last couple of years getting involved with FIG, and to be honest with you, it's been fun watching her Instagram and seeing all the places she goes and all the things she does and uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, to follow you, Miss Paula, but uh, uh, I'm speaking with Paula Dykstra from the Netherlands, correct? Yeah, that's totally correct. And okay. thank you for pronouncing the last name uh, perfectly. Yes. And she is with an organization called Cadaster. So you know what, Paula, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're at, uh, a little bit of your educational background, and now, most importantly, your role with Cadaster and the things that Cadaster is involved with. Yeah, I will uh, take it away from there. Thank you, uh, Tim. Well, at the moment, uh, I'm uh, I'm at my uh, hometown in the rural area, uh, looking out of the window, and it's really March, so turbulent weather, uh, sun one minute, <laughs> and then rain and, and, and thunderstorms next. But that's uh, that's okay. Um, I was born and raised in the west of the country in a polar, uh, six meters below sea level. Um, that's where oh my, goodness. Uh, my family uh, still lives. Uh, youngest of four. Um, and I think since high school, always motivated to yeah, contribute to a better world. So that um, um, was my drive and motivation uh, when looking for a, a university course. Um, and I chose geography. So by training or background, I'm not a surveyor. I'm a geographer. Uh, and I chose uh, to study a social um, geography uh, focusing on political and cultural geography. Um, I found it very inspiring to see the relationship between people and their environment. So in that sense, um, getting to do the step of surveying, of linking the people to the land um, is, is something that's, that's close uh, to that. And during the study, um, I really fell in love with GIS. So that made it more technical. And right. that's also where I took the first steps in my uh, career, um, working as a geographic analyst, uh, collecting data, processing data, et cetera. And since 2008, I started working for Cadaster, which is the Dutch uh, Cadaster Land Registry Mapping Agency uh, in the Netherlands. Um, so it's a governmental um, agency. And uh, after three years working in different positions, um, I moved to the international uh, department uh, where I, I also held different positions. I started at the back office, um, supporting from the Netherlands the different projects. Um, then I became a regional manager for the projects uh, that we do internationally in, in, in Europe, in, in Central Eastern Europe, and at a few projects with GLTN, the Global Land Tool Network, and also in Nepal. Um, and um, um, since this year, September, uh, officially I was appointed as the manager of the department. 
Wow. So that's my uh, my current position. And good to maybe elaborate on what we do as department. Yes, yes, um, please do. Are, okay, thanks. Um, we are a branch of the organization um, uh, where we support our sister organizations with knowledge and experience in the domain of land administration, mapping, uh, geoinformation services. So all the tasks and responsibilities that we have in the Netherlands, we also share that knowledge with our sister organizations. And we do that in projects funded by the World Bank, European Union, um, and other donor uh, organizations. Um, so it's also focusing on um, um, yeah, documenting land rights for the first time in some of the projects that we do. Um, uh, what we do in Colombia, uh, in, in the in, um, areas um, where the peace treaty was signed to make sure that land rights are documented to avoid new conflicts. Um, we also have uh, these projects in Africa um, and, and, and Asia and, and Europe. Um, and on the other hand, we also support these organizations with their digital transformation. So, yeah, Very good. Really, uh, as I started uh, at high school, what do I want to do? Uh, making the world a better place. That's still what I do every day in my professional uh, life as well. Exactly. And that's one reason I thought it was very important, A, because I, to talk to you, because A, I, um, I think you're a fascinating person and, and a lot of things you're into anyway, but uh, B, it, it's from your unique perspective and some of the things that you're in and Cadaster uh, helps oversee in Europe. And it's really not so much the serving in Europe, but it is it is parcel management and it is land title rights and how much different it is. And that's one reason I wanted, I, like I said, I definitely wanted to talk to you to, to be able to relate how a lot of the rest of the world looks at parcels and land title rights versus here in, in the United States, it's more grantor grantee. And it's not so much of a cadaster, um, a traditional cadaster than, than the rest of the world. So tell us a little bit about land, land management and, how how important title rights are in established in in Europe and these places that you're going because that's one thing that opened my eyes uh, in getting involved with FIG is a lot of the places that you're going into and helping establish land title rights now things that we take for granted a lot there's a lot of countries around the world that don't have that and you're helping establish that so if I, if I take it to the Netherlands um, as a starting point, um, we have a densely populated country that's uh, half below sea level. Um, so, uh, and we live in a river delta. Uh, so uh, spatial planning is key and knowing who owns what piece of land um, uh, is also uh, really important. Um, because we are a small country, sometimes it's also helpful um, in, in uh, setting up systems, uh, national uh, systems. Um, uh, so we have a, a system of key registers uh, that's that's uh, functioning functioning in our in our country, and the the key register of cadaster um, and land registry. So it's a combined key registry because we are within our organization uh, responsible for it. Uh, in some other countries, it might be in different uh, institutions. Um, so for us, it's combined, but that's one of the key data sets. In there, same is uh, the, the, the key registry on persons, um, on on the taxes, um, on the houses and the buildings and addresses, on the topography. So all these key data sets, there are ten. They are linked to each other, and we have an agreement in how they are linked, how they should be used. So every governmental organization has to uh, use it. Um, 
So when you talk about spatial planning and the, and the, um, the pressure on land that we experience in the Netherlands, if, if you talk about where do we have to um, uh, develop new houses, how do we, uh, uh, um, what's the best location for energy transition with solar panels or windmills, um, you all need the spatial data and the data about ownership. Um, so that's um, key. Um, and if you if you extract that or, or extrapolate, uh, uh, extrapolate, well, I'm I'm stumbling on my words. But if you if you if you put it into a bigger picture, um, the with the data sets that are being used by the government, seventy percent of those data sets are linked in one way or another to our organization. So that says something about okay. how important uh, land rights and the information about land rights is in combination also to other data sets. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's, 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 a, that's really where I wanted to go with it because you're right. I mean, it's, it's the benefits of being a small country and being able to put these things together, but as technology continues to expand our, our capabilities, I mean, a lot of this stuff is scalable and it's, it's, it's looking at systems like yours and you're taking these into other countries and establishing them that, that, I, you know, I, I just, I really think about these types of systems that we really need to be thinking about going forward in the United States and start because it is it's, it's so much more easily scalable now, especially with uh, with GPS GNSS capability. So I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, that that basically your your opportunities within with Cadaster are growing around the world because you're going and instituting these 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 uh, procedures and policies in other places. Yeah, and, and to be to 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 uh, we we do not copy the Dutch uh, system because every country and similar to, to sure. the USA, every state has their own history and um, um, uh, specialties in, to take into account. It's more the methodology and that you that you share, okay. and also how you go through the different steps and share your lessons uh, learned. And because we've been working for over 25 years in government-to-government -government, uh, support, we also bring in this international expertise and work together with other uh, international partners um, to, to, to bring this knowledge. So it's practical hands-on knowledge of our lessons learned combined with uh, theories and concepts uh, that are adopted globally. And oh, where needed, we also contribute to the development of these uh, concepts. Yeah. Right. And, and exactly. And that's, uh, you know, like, like I was trying to say earlier was that I don't think that there's a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of human beings that really realize that uh, around the world, that, that a lot of these, these things that we take for granted with land ownership and land title rights, uh, they just don't exist in some places. So being able to establish these systems and, and helping with that, uh, um, and especially in we'll, uh, we'll get a little bit more into this in just a, in a bit about, you know, the rights of women around the world, especially when we come to title rights, that, that is just something that, you know, overall it's low in some places and you go, you just diminishes that much more when it comes to, to women and their rights as well. So um, no kudos to Cadaster for, uh, for really going, going above and beyond and, and helping some of these developing countries put these things together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next, I guess, kind of leading, leading uh, a little bit different uh, topic, um, because obviously you were you were inspired uh, uh, through school to, to to like I said want to want to help and want to do leave leave things in a in a better place. 
any significant mentors that uh, that you had along the way that that really helped set the tone for this is what I want to accomplish. This is and and really helped you develop your own vision of where you wanted to take your career. Well, yeah, different persons. Um, maybe if, if from private life, I would say um, as mentors. Um, my parents and and maybe also my grandmother um young i'm the youngest of four and our parents uh, we are three girls and one boy and and they were always they, we were equal to them and they, they were really made sure that there was no difference in in, in gender whatsoever in sure. that sense um and also uh they they uh challenge us to to set the bar high so that's something uh, yeah it, it, try to achieve your dreams and what you what you want to go for so that's 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 what um that's how i got wired so to say in the early years of my childhood um and when i think of my grandmother she didn't she was a smart and intelligent lady but was not given the opportunity to um to get a good education etc but she still kept motivated to make sure that she was um um she, she was a woman of the world she she always when we went there as as, as young children uh, she was aware of what was going on in our lives so that was always uh, something good to 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 be aware of so that definitely inspired me and, and brought me a lot of things um and if i talk professionally um um yeah the first mentors were male mentors um uh, because that's how the profession was established also when right. i entered Oscar, it's a male oriented or uh um, community um, and um, they gave me the freedom to yeah aim high uh, and supported me and also allowed me to make mistakes um, so that's that's what that, that is what helped me to to grow um, and the good thing is now um, in this stage of my career I see more female leaders appearing and also um, having more female mentors which I really uh, like I, I, I was made aware of it, and by myself, like reflecting on on my past, and I was like, no, I see now more and more also female mentors and female leaderships um, uh, appearing, um, which is inspiring to see because I think it will, um, it is like a growing force in that sense, and and helps uh, to stimulate you and to yeah continue the path that you you have uh, in front of you. Exactly. Well, and I guess that's part of the reason that uh, I say you came across my radar simply because of your involvement and interaction within the FIG Young Surveyors and being able to see your leadership early on and um, how much, how much, you know, basically just sitting back and kind of watching your career blossom, uh, being involved with the Young Surveyors and now watching you provide that mentor uh, position. To the young other the the younger surveyors that are coming up now and watching that that it really it was very obvious that uh, the the relationships and the the influences you had early in your career you're taking those and really pushing those forward and um, that's been the nice thing about learning and, and getting to meet and 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 learning about more about the FIG young surveyors and how much they do look look up to you and what you what you established early on when that young surveyors network was being established um is that is that a fair statement to say that's part of part of what you your career path has to be is to is to help give back to those young surveyors as well 
Definitely, it, it 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 motivates me. It puts a smile on my face. Um, so that's that's something that I will do and have always done to to help people to grow and to also step up to the plate that they deserve, uh, to take the stage that they deserve. In that sense, I know that I'm privileged in 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 where I was born uh, and the opportunities that I was given. But it's not a given for everybody. So um, right. uh, I'm I'm uh, I want to be an, an ambassador for those uh, who have uh, a little bit more challenge challenges to. To, to get onto the uh, uh, stage. So um, I'm happy to step aside and give somebody else the space uh, when they deserve it and to share their message. And it's great to see. It's for me also rewarding to see when they take it and they grow and then they blossom. Um, and that's also, yeah, what, what makes them uh, the profession. It contributes to the, the, the profession as well. Exactly. And I guess that's the thing that I appreciate about watching the growth within yeah, FIG, and especially the young surveyors, that when that network developed, what, 10, 12 years ago, when that really started to form together, and like you said, there there wasn't that many women involved in the profession, especially in, in various sectors, but to see it now and to see how much it's grown and how, much, how many more uh, women and minorities and all of these other people that are now jumping into our our profession, because it is even even in the time the young surveyors have been around, how much our profession has expanded and grown with all of the the technology that's uh, that's we've been afforded. So it's really great to see that part of it as well. So I guess for, I'm curious from your perspective, um, how do we continue this growth? How, in your opinion, what how do we continue encouraging um, diversity and equity and in, and inclusion? In a perf- you know, if we if we do look at it worldwide, typically this is a male-dominated profession, but not so much anymore. How do we continue that momentum? What do you think? What what can we do uh, to continue that? There, there's no uh, one-way answer uh, to that. Uh, I think it starts with awareness um, and and checking yourself. Um, um, in that sense, are we doing and reflecting? On, on, on yourself and on as a group are we still in the right place are we diverse and inclusive um uh you know as we should should be as we need to be um uh and maybe a practical example that's from the past but maybe also something inspirational for the future when i was the conference director of the fig working week in uh, 2020 uh, that got cancelled due to covid but still got, was turned into this uh digital um to this e-working week uh, for me, it was important that the keynotes uh, were uh, diverse in geography, in gender, in age, um, uh, in background. Um, so um, that was for me a main driver uh, and was uh, was um, a measurement of success. If if that was in place, then yeah, that, that would have made me happy. And I think we 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 were able to achieve that. Uh, so in that sense, being always um, uh, thoughtful, do we have uh, a diverse panel on stage? Uh, and diverse, uh, we want more women in stage on the stage, but if it's only women, then we also need to consider, consider are there enough men on, on stage? And also, where do these right. people come from? Do they represent a different um, uh, regions? Um, do they also represent different angles of our profession? Um, so uh, we always have to challenge ourselves to to think 
if we if we if we check these boxes and if we are inclusive, if nobody feels uh, left behind, um, that's that's something that we have to keep in mind in everything we do. Because I guess I'm I'm curious from your perspective, uh, with with women and others that aren't traditionally uh, you know traditionally white males that are in in the profession. Um, what what different mindset do you think that 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 the the women bring to the to profession? And I say that because I've worked with several women professional land surveyors in my career, and I like it. I mean, I appreciate it. It, it, it's, it, it is it's it's the whole Mars Venus right brain left brain thing, and being able to look at problems and problem solving differently. Um, I'd be curious to know really how does that how does that interaction between between the sexes really work uh, in, in an office like yours? I mean, how, how does it grow from there? And I've stumped um, her. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because I, 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 I'm not a person who believes women bring this and men bring that. So that's why that's sure. not, 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 not how, how, how I, um, what I believe in is is everybody, every personality has their strengths, and 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 women bring maybe more of of certain aspects, and men from other aspects. Um, but I um, want to to. For me, it's important that every person feels uh, welcome and can be uh, his or her self in the workplace. And if you allow that to happen, um, then. Uh, the, 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 you will create, you will have the, the synergy and you will get a good environment and you are challenged and surprised by the other person. So, and that's what I um, see with diversity and, and inclusion, embrace and bring in the other persons to make your uh, team more inclusive or more diverse and, um, uh, and take the time to see what it brings uh, uh, to your team. For instance, we, um, uh, we also have um, um, uh, a refugee from Ukraine in, in our team, um, and she brought us so much perspective and wise lessons. And another, uh, she she works right. in the governmental organization. She worked at the state geocadaster in Ukraine. So um, that has brought us so so many new. Um, uh, we were also challenged and and put things in a different perspective. In, in especially right. in the first few weeks when she was surprised and how things run in our office. These kind of things. Uh, uh, help you to 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 change your perspective and how you see things that, that you took for granted, um, um, and that's also yeah how I see it. Um, see with the next person you hire if this contributes to diversity and inclusion. Dare to take uh, uh, to select the the, the 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 person that might be different because of gender or age or or would you no, that you normally not hire and see what happens right. what it brings. Exactly. Um, well, that yeah. that's great. No, that's a great perspective because you are right. It's about that creating that environment where everybody feels like they can be their true selves and yeah. and what they want to bring to what they want to bring to the organization to the table for things. So, I guess uh, one of the questions I have for you because and because of your your organization's based really worldwide platform and places you're going, seeing different things. What do you see as challenges that the profession needs to really be cognizant of and things that we, we might not have answers to fix them right now, but 
challenges we have that, uh, whether it be technology, whether it be people, whether, you know, access to things, what challenges does the profession have for, for the next, for the short term? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, for the short term and, and, and I think also the long term, uh, we see what technology brings that a lot is possible. Uh, we can go very fast with certain solutions and implement it, et cetera. But if you really look at land administration uh, and getting things right and documenting things and maintaining the data, um, um, and, and um, there um, the challenges are in the legal and institutional framework. That's where the blockages are. Uh, Technology-wise, um, yeah, I'm I'm impressed with what what our profession can bring and man all these tools and technologies it's it's, it's impressive what we, now can be done if you look in comparison to five years ago but the, but the blockers are the legal framework the laws uh, that, that 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 follow the procedures um, or need to be in place to have uh, for instance good digital uh, procedures to get the land registration uh, correctly in place um, but also the institutions to have the good capacity. In place to have good skilled people in the organization um, and being a governmental employee and also an advocate for land rights for all yeah that's really on us as governmental organizations we need to take care right. of these legal frameworks and institutional frameworks uh, so um, technology is something that the private sector can 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 bring and is helping us uh, us tremendously making sure that all the data is in place and can be maintained um, and also according to the law, um, that's a, a challenge. And that's really, um, uh, yeah, that's really on us to, to, to be bold and daring to keep pushing for this change and to keep pushing for, to leave nobody behind, to keep these SDGs in, in, in the back of our minds as drivers of why we should um, uh, advocate for this. Exactly. Well, and I and I ask that because I know we, we have a problem even here in the United States that in some of the rural farmland areas, uh, internet access is a challenge with some of these things. So I can't imagine some of these countries that uh, that you could be involved in that besides the internet access. I mean, just having general power grid uh, capabilities and 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 obviously finance financial backing to be able to put some of these things together. So I can't imagine those challenges that they face in some of these places. But like you said, it's very critical that that uh, land title rights are established and maintained. Yeah. Yeah. And fit with the purpose. Um, you, you are sometimes in situations like you described where not everything is in place. Uh, so also adapt your purpose to it. Uh, do not desire a high-end system if you cannot sustain it. Right. So build something that you can sustain and make sure also legislation uh, follows that. And also that legislation is, is flexible to allow the growth that will happen in time when these uh, things are in place. Well, very good. Well, I'm said being cognizant of the time and being respectful of your time um, since you're on the about a quarter of the way around the around the world and getting ready for a weekend for for you. <laughs> um, the future of surveying, geospatial, cadasters, all of these things. How does the future look to you? Good, because we are all change agents. We are passionate people. Um, uh, we are passionate about our profession, uh, about the technology, about what we bring. Um, and the world needs us. 
the world needs us to 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 be part of this uh, change to make sure that that we have a more sustainable planet uh, for the future. Um, and knowing how passionate everybody is, um, it makes me uh, hopeful and confident that we can uh, be successful in this uh, endeavor. Well, very good. Um, very wise words from uh, from a lady that that. Obviously, you've been you've been around for a little bit, and uh, I look forward to working with you a lot more in the future because you're you're just you're a little bit of everywhere as well. So uh, it's it's <laughs> it, it's been great to get to know you and uh, all the work through FIG and seeing all of the things, especially with the um, the SDGs through the United Nations and things. So, um, Paula, thank you for your time. Uh, we appreciate sharing sharing your your career, sharing your your story with us because. Um, it is it is important that uh, that we we know the players that are out there, including the ones worldwide. And uh, we uh, we appreciate everything you do. Thank you, Tim. It was uh, a pleasure to do, and um, also looking forward to meet you in person uh, again in uh, Orlando with the upcoming FIG uh, Working Week. Yes, well, that's that is a good segue to, to uh, yes. Thank you for 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 shouting shouting it out. Yes, the FIG Working Week. Uh, 2023 will be in Orlando, May 28th through June 2nd. And uh, yes, we've got a f- an action-packed uh, agenda. And uh, like I said, it'll be it'll be nice working with you on uh, on a couple of those things. So yes, looking forward to seeing you on my my territory for a change. <laughs> so, but uh, well, thanks again. Um, that'll wrap it up for this week of of Surveyor Says. We do appreciate those that uh, like I said, if you have, if you have, you hear this and you like what you do, hit that subscribe button. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.